What are friends for? Friends are for trusting to let go of Tupperware when it's borrowed. Welcome back, everyone. I am Gabrielle Ruiz. And I'm Pallavi's best friend. He keeps relending you Tupperware, I guess. It's Pallavi Sastry. <laughs> I have to say, though, Anna, our co-producer who's recording this, please don't edit that Pallavi said I am Pallavi's best friend in this in this take. Oh, you're right. I did say that. <laughs> hey, you should love yourself. This is, this is a Love Yourself podcast. You know what I love more, though, is my Tupperware. <laughs> In our Marissa Mize catch-up episode that you will hear before or after this, go check it out because it's a good one. Um, I surprised Pallavi with wonderful news that I found her Tupperware that you lent to me like three months ago. And I literally, when you asked me for it, I was like, girl, I don't know. Yeah, well, you remembered the food that came out of it, which was God, really, I still can that's taste just the food. really my hope every time I do bring Tupperware over is that you're not remembering the Tupperware, you remember the food. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> What's your flex this week? So I just returned from the Midwest. When we're recording this, it is October, what is today? October 13th. I just returned from the Midwest and two uninterrupted days with our old friend and soul sister, Sarah Goff. Wow. I know. And we called you for a, a, a hot five to seven minutes. Oh, yeah. No, it was totally worth answering. I was like literally winding Mercedes down to bedtime and you guys FaceTiming, or you FaceTimed me. I didn't know you were with Sarah. And I was like, this is going to put her to sleep at 930, but answering, let's do it. And then it was such a gift. It was such a gift. You know, my favorite part about that exchange, though, is like you answered and you were like, probably never FaceTime, never called me. So, (laughs) (laughs) which is actually not true. Um, You would FaceTime me all the time with Mina, like the beginning of the pandemic. And she was a little baby. And yeah, you did that reach out all the time. And you would call me like at eight o'clock. And I would be just like barely waking up. And I'm like, I would look at myself in that FaceTime pre-video and I'm like, nope, can't answer that. But now, now that I have a child around the same age, like eight o'clock is like chapter two, let's do Ooh. this. That's like the happy place. You know, for me, it's like, we, I just sent the kiddo off to school. I'm like ready to take on the day. I'm having coffee. I think yeah, I'll no, go I'm, I'm for a walk outside now. <laughs> but, you know, coming back to the point at hand, this is a friend that you and I cherish so much, like as close to a sister as it gets. We got through the all, the New York life of hecticness together. And you and I talk about this often, how we don't have our phones with us, you know, whenever whenever we're together. And I feel the same way about Sarah. So it was just really, really necessary. And I'm really glad that I did it, that I was only two hours away for work. And then I extended my trip for a whole day just to be with her, you know? Yeah. I love my unphoned friends. Um, how about you? What was flexing for you this week? Well, at the beginning of the season, I made a pledge to watch another friendship show other than Sex in the City for the 100 millionth time. Mm-hmm. And I did a poll on our socials and I said, should I watch Friends? Because I actually have never really seen it. Mm-hmm. I talk about it in episodes prior to this. And then it was How I Met Your Mother. And the vote was like a close, it was neck and neck, but it became Friends. So I watched Friends and I like, can't stand it. Come at me. We had out on the Lanai podcast recently. I hope you guys loved that episode because it's so much fun. And it's the Golden Girls fan podcast. It's maybe not even a fan podcast. It's like a, a love sesh podcast. Because I watched 
and sat down and like actually watched the show. Like I seen the show with my mom. I've ran into the show. I know the characters. I know the actresses and stuff. But to actually watch it and binge from the beginning and then like commit, it has been an absolute delight. I have loved every minute. The sitcom history behind it as actors is so much fun to like digest and like seeing all of a sudden George Clooney pop through and like all these like youngins. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say is it's like, it's so much better than Friends. I will say it. And maybe it's their age, maybe it's their maturity. And that's where I don't think I'm like an old lady, but like, it's just so much fun to like, see where you and I will be when we move to Miami, like when we're 70. (laughs) You know what though? We say this all the time though. Like both of us were so excited to not be 20 something anymore. And then, you know, like we're, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't even care that if it's, if it's, if it's age, that is the reason why we like it more. I'm into it. Like, I'm into that. It's also the wit and the acting. There are outdated things, of course, but at the same time, I'm having the best time. And I want to say it publicly right now, it is so much better than Friends. So there. Come at her. DM me, I dare you. (laughs) So we always talk about the flip side of things. Obviously, things are great, but we also use friendship to talk about what is fucked up. What's fucked up, Gabrielle? Oh, therapy work. I'm going to talk about it for a second. I have been committed to a therapist since postpartum and it's been wonderful and it's an emotional workout it's a psychological workout i thoroughly appreciate it i basically say that every time after like at the end i'm so grateful for it but the thing i'm working on right now is what my therapist calls parts and it feels like talking to parts of yourself which has like a kind of like like a healthy Mm. schizophrenia (laughs) i don't know if if schizophrenia like that that may be not kosher to say but it's like every part of you should exist and every part of you, you shouldn't resist because it will persist. The part that I'm working on is actually being happy as a mother, mm. like a stay-at-home mother. And the auditions have been cryptically slow. I'm so happy we're in LA because of me. Seven years ago now, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it's October 13th, premiered October 12th, 2015. That's seven years ago. And like, it's been a wonderful move and like our life changed our lives and everything. But this whole like stay-at-home mom thing, and I'm gonna say it, it's so scary, but it's this part of me that I can talk to and be like, it's so scary to say this to you, but I'm so happy you're here. And so the fucked up part of it is that it's extremely difficult because honestly, I love it and I struggle with being fully happy about it. Mm. Well, you know, this, I think this is a recurring conversation for us. Cause like we are, we are trying to like be accepting of every part of ourselves. Right. And I don't think that I actually don't, I mean, I understand I accept that it is fucked up for you, but I also want to say that it is completely valid that you think that it's fucked up, mm-hmm. right? Meaning like, it's okay if it's not something you're completely thrilled about. And I, I want to validate that if that's okay for you. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, not my therapist, Pallavi. <laughs> that's why I have a therapist. So you're thank you. No, I'm no, no, friend. no. I just you're want you friend. to know that it's okay. It's okay. Yes, yes. And it's, it's all okay. <laughs> but the happiness, the happiness comes with the fear of loss. And so, yeah. I think we all feel that that's relatable wherever we are in our lives of, you know, being mm-hmm. truly happy, which is like so crazy. Ex-girlfriend pilot. When was the last time you were truly happy? And like to be able to do that, I feel like it's valid to do that as a parent. And I love it. I really, really love it. I love being home with her. Whoa. Did you hear me say that? That's big. I'm so excited. But you're very good at it. Thanks. But thank you. Thank you for always rooting for me, Pallavi. <laughs> What's fucked up for you? Well, it's, it is also a mom moment, but, and you know, I try not to like let the waves of mom guilt in and out, like as, or as 
I don't, I try not to let them be as, as like crippling or monumental. Like I want the roller coaster to, I accept the roller coaster, but like, sometimes I really have to stop myself from like making the dip so difficult. And I, and I know that I'm like building it up in my head, but sometimes, uh, so I've noticed I have been traveling a lot. You know, when I come back, I look forward to, you know, doing preschool drop-off a couple of days in a row. And I've noticed that in the last like three or four trips that I've taken and I come back and I come back to school and all I hear from like either other parents or the teacher is that, oh my goodness, she's just been talking about how she's so excited that you're coming back from your from your trip. And like, that's all I ever hear from them is that they're excited that I've decided to return or something. I'm just like, uh, oh, okay. Like, is, uh, is that all she's telling you? Is that I'm not here? You know what I mean? Oh, I'm just yeah. like, uh, and maybe I'm yeah. making more of it in my head because I'm overthinking it. But like, just like, but, but like, I'm, I'm a good mom, <laughs> but I made a really great dinner last night. <laughs> exactly. Can you talk about that? <laughs> we picked out our Halloween costume. Can we talk about that? No. Uh, so that's my fucked up thing oh, right now. I'm sorry. No, I'm it's sorry fine. I, I'm, re- I'm not, I don't yeah. spend hours and hours and hours to think about it, but it does bother me for like the walk home. And so I, of course I dump on my husband about it. <laughs> All right. Let's welcome our guests. I'm excited to have mixologists foodies, philosophers, I can't wait to get into that, dog lovers, co-host of the Crappy Friends podcast, and best friends of many years, please welcome New York Times bestselling author, Kristen Higgins. Yay! We're so happy to be here. And USA Today bestselling author, Josh Day. Hello. Well, thank you so much for being here. As we were discussing in the warm up uh, or like pre show, we were like, thanks for the cold email response. You never know how those are going to land. So thanks for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> we're thrilled we're to be happy. here. And yeah. I just want to say, ladies, as the mother of grown children, if your kids are alive, you're winning. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I'll take it. Listen. <laughs> job well done oh my god (laughs) but enough about us we wanted to talk about uh crappy friends uh we've been devouring your content we will consider you if you will allow us friendship experts because of how long you have been doing your show and what you talk about and the in-depth topics that you discuss but what we're more interested in um for the sake of you know letting our listeners know more about you is what is the crappy friends podcast origin story Joss and I have been friends for a long time. She's seen my kids grow up, been to the wedding, all that stuff. And we we were very pleasant friends. And then one day I admitted to her that I was kind of feeling down because a friend broke up with me. And it was like this huge leap of faith to tell another woman that a female friend had dumped me. And Joss said, oh my God, me too. I actually, I gasped for, you know, the big gasp, (laughs) like that (laughs) first. I did, seriously. And it was amazing because I had been just absolutely gutted by this friendship loss. It was a big dramatic blow up and everything. And, you know, you just don't talk about it. There's so many books about romantic relationships and how to negotiate them and how to know that your boyfriend is toxic or when to leave your partner. And there's nothing about being dumped by a friend or needing to get rid of a friend. And we just talked about this so much. We, we were um, in a friend group. We had the one crazy friend. 
who was delightful at first and then you know these red flags but we're saying oh but she's our friend you know we have to put up with this and when that you know went south we thought we should we should write a book but we were too lazy to write a book so we did a podcast but then we wrote a book (laughs) (laughs) so we do have our little book here (laughs) crappy friends (laughs) i love the artwork that is also the same Thank you. the same you're welcome that is the same artwork as your crappy friends podcast um cover yes. and that, did that come from yes. the book or that did you take it from the podcast that was the book cover first yeah it came from the book oh. yeah that was the book cover it's first excellent yeah. it's the handing out the flowers with a knife behind her back <laughs> oh it's it's like literally a thousand words that was Jess's concept and we just ran with it we loved it yeah. I ran with yeah. my mouth on. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is fantastic. Our our cover art's like us <laughs> smiling. We're like, yay. <laughs> Very different vibes, but yes, congrats on the book. Thanks. Thank you. And I, you know, the gist of our podcast is people write to us about their friendships and why it's bothering them. And is this a good friendship or should they get out? Or are they the drama queen? Just how to negotiate things, how to make friends why you might connect with somebody and then find out that they're not going to be your friend. And that's just been so rich and interesting. We, we love it. Don't we Joss? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it for you guys. And may I just, may I ask when, when did, uh, so our listeners can know, when did the book drop and where can they find it? Um, They can find it online. It's, um, you know, Amazon always a place. Yep. And I don't know when it came out. We're we're you can tell this is a real labor of love and not a business. <laughs> yeah. <Came out> in, <laughs> because we're very casual about things. And the book just is sort of a summary of the things that we've learned and based on some of the letters that exemplify the issues that our our readers mm. or our listeners are writing to us about jealousy or um, comparison or having different values and, um, you know, Insta friends, when you meet someone, you're like, oh my God, we have so much to come. We should be best friends. And also things like how to, how to apologize when you've screwed up. And then sadly, if you do have to leave a friendship, how to do it kindly, effectively, and, um, and do as little damage as possible. Hi, I'm New York Times bestselling author Kristen Higgins, co-host of the podcast Crappy Friends. And I'm USA Today bestselling author Joss Day, co-host of the podcast Crappy Friends. And you're listening to What Are Friends For? So you you mentioned that uh, it was like a do we write a book, do we write a podcast? Is that right? Like you, you mm-hmm. were trying to decide what to do first, but now you've done both. And so what we do on our show is we like to go into the friend flex. Basically, it is a time, a a big thing about friendship is for us to be great hype women for each other, right? Or hype people for each other. And so what we would love to hear is from the both of you, what is it that you feel you're most proud of? If you were to be result oriented in terms of your show, what are you most proud of? Hey, friends, go on and flex. I would say it's the trust that strangers a hand to us with their problems. And many times on the podcast, Jess and I have said, female friendships can be more important than your romantic relationships. And there is this mythology about, you know, friends to the grave, steel magnolias, sex in the city gals. 
And when that doesn't work out, it can be so isolating. So when somebody reaches out to us and says, I have this problem, I'm really upset about it. Can you help me? It's, it's a real honor. And we absolutely do our best to give it a lot of thought and consideration. Even when on the few occasions when we've said to the letter writer, you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to say our our listeners, our listeners love those episodes. Love them. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, we just had a letter where a woman wrote to us about a friend of hers who had been her friend since childhood who died. And that was the first type of letter that we got. It was horrifying. Um, but there's so much trust there. And she you could hear in her words how gutted she was, how devastated she was. So uh, yeah, I would agree with that. We are so happy that you guys are here on WAF because we love to hear from the experts as well with questions that we have for you guys. And I guess one of the questions I have is, you guys, that's what's different between, I would say, Pallavi, like between us and Crappy Friends is that you guys discuss letters and you guys have been tapping into that. Has there been any common problem that repeats itself over and over? Like, do you just decide to like start skipping those or do they feel all unique? And what what is, what is your like filter to choose? Um, I'm going to say we do almost everything. Um, my feeling is that even if we've talked about this problem before, even if we've talked about it a bunch of times, whoever's listening might have only heard it the first time or might have only heard it this way the first time. Um, and so we tend to do just about everything. Um, I, I can only think of a couple letters that we haven't, we've neglected, we've decided we weren't going to do. Right. Either they were too, um, too much for us. Yeah. You know, we're not psychologists or not therapists. And, and so we, we write back to the person and say, you know, this is kind of above our pay grade. And we, we suggest that you seek a therapist, but I yeah. think the recurring, the most common problem that we are asked to advise on is, uh, is it okay for me to end this friendship? And this, this reluctance to give someone up because you're not supposed to, you're a sister from another mister. And but we went to high school together, but she was my bridesmaid, but you know, we lived next door for 15 years. And one of the things Joss and I talk about is there are good reasons to leave a friendship and not all friendships are meant to last forever. And it's not a failure, it's just a life cycle. So you mentioned um, the, you know, finding the line and saying, you know, I think you should seek out the help of a therapist. You know, and we say that often too, a lot of these, like we, we have to, you know, sort of disclaim right it's like we're not therapists we're not psychologists like we're not mental health professionals but it's interesting because when we talk so much about a particular topic and we're putting ourselves sort of on the chopping block right like you know I I think I can say that in both of our in both of our shows is like we're we're sort of putting ourselves making ourselves vulnerable by like talking about our own experiences to empathize with a specific problem. In your um, intro, when you describe yourselves, you call yourself philosophers. So I guess my question is, is like, when do you know it's the line is like, I don't feel like I should say anything about this. I should just tell them to go talk to a therapist. Like, is there a line like that? It's like, it's tricky to find in my opinion. Yeah, I think if we catch a hint of um, mental illness, either severe depression or maybe, I mean, again, we, we say in our, um, in our bio, what qualifies us to do this podcast? Nothing. We're just best friends. We're female friends, you know? And, um, and I think when we, we catch a hint of maybe 
some real serious mental health issue, we don't want to give the wrong advice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we can weigh in pretty comfortably about 90%, 95 of friendship issues, but when it's something like, um, you know, I I haven't slept for five mm. days. I'm so upset about this person. I you know pounded my fists against the wall till they bled. We're like, oh, okay, that's a little severe, and um, and that fear of of um, making a misstep to someone who might be taking our uneducated advice is. Uh, is enough to make us say, you know, we mm-hmm. hear you, we feel for you, and uh, we think you should really talk to a therapist. We give them the mental health hotline, 988 and all that. We have taken on some pretty serious issues like domestic abuse and uh, sexual assault and that kind of thing. And, and we're very, very careful with that. And we do have a psychologist who occasionally will uh, weigh in and advise us. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we try to um, put that on her if we decide to broadcast it, and then on the on the few letters that we have we have said we're we're not able to handle this. I'm so sorry. Um, it's been something really obvious, like somebody's super manic, and um, and you can you can just tell like this is not a friendship issue for us to tackle. But when it comes to the philosophy, what do you love about your philosophical take with crappy friends? Just that it's something that can be overcome you can overcome a crappy friend, you can overcome being a crappy friend. All of these things can be uh, resolved, uh, given a little work on yourself. We're always pushing therapy on people a lot. So we're big believers in mental health and have been in therapy myself for more than 10 years now. It's good stuff. Yeah, I know. I said, I'll never leave my therapist. Never. <laughs> never, <laughs> it's never. the longest relationship we have. <laughs> right. But I, I agree with Joss that the philosophy is you deserve a great friend. And in order to have a great friend, you have to be a great friend. And sometimes that requires work on yourself first. And, and you were talking about it at the top of the show, Gabrielle, uh, you know, all these parts of you and, and accepting them and letting them be happy and, and uh, copacetic. There's a lot of that in the podcast too, being good to yourself and seeking out people who will stick by you, who share your interests and values. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay to step back. It's not the end of the world. And, you know, life keeps going on, you'll meet new people and, and it won't always seem this hard. Mm. And so then my follow-up question, I think is because both of you, I was really enamored by the way that you guys have, you, you, that you bonded is over a, like sort of a traumatic breakup over friendship. Right. So have you ever used the show as an outlet for anything for your relationship, your friendship is my question. Oh, yeah. Us? No, we just talk. <laughs> You're like we're perfect with each other. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean between. I think we do have a really strong friendship, and especially because we are honest with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if if one of us needs a little space or is having a a, a tough time with something, we just we say it, mm-hmm. and we we help each other or we give each other space. But we're very compassionate with each other there are definitely examples of our own friendships good bad and ugly in the podcast you know we'll say like this reminds me of you know my best friend from high school and I didn't realize till 10 years later etc etc 
Um, so we definitely do get personal. We don't mention names. <laughs> we we started with the um, yeah, not the her alias. real name yeah. stuff, and our uh-huh. our <laughs> listeners love that, and they they go yeah. really really funny sometimes, like dishwasher, not her real name, or you know, <laughs> gonorrhea, not yeah. her real name. <laughs> that's her, that's the one I was thinking. Of. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a whole segment I feel like is like talking about where that where the alias came from. Uh, my one of mine was latte. I heard that that was the last one. I loved that. Yeah, because I, I mean Gabrielle and I talk about how you know what would we do if we really had uh, a, any turbulence, and I and I think both of us sort of landed on. I hope I'm not speaking for you if anything has changed. She, uh, but like you know I. I, I think we'd be okay. We'd be okay because we have this sort of scheduled time to talk about friendship and we have all this scheduled time to really talk about what's difficult about friendship that she and I sort of feel safe enough if anything were to arise that we'd be okay if we were to say something, you know? Yeah, I think communication is a huge neglected part of friendship, especially with women. We think like, but you should know that we've been friends. You should you should have been able to tell that I was going through this and you didn't say anything. And now I'm so hurt. Um, and we've, we've said, you know, you have to use your words <laughs> <laughs> and it's very difficult sometimes to have that honest conversation of, you know, you did this, it hurt me. It made me feel this way. Um, and we talk about how to address those things and still feel safe and, and, keep the friendship alive so that it's not like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. I can't, I can't stand this anymore. Yeah. Mm. And then I guess, mm. lastly, one fun question is what's the last thing you guys have done together? Oh, we had breakfast, breakfast together the other day. That was it. Did you guys, did you guys go out or you go to each other's house? Like how'd it go? Tell us. We went out for breakfast with another friend. Um, her daughter's getting married this weekend and there's, you know, a lot going on and so we thought she needed to get out into the sunshine and have some bacon <laughs> before we do lightning off i just want to say ladies thank you for coming on the podcast it's just been so much fun to listen to your episodes everyone go check out crappy friends probably have been one before you know one before and this is a place to just go and just like listen to other things because i remember when i was pregnant the best advice I got from all like the pregnant podcast was like, listen to a situation that you don't think is going to be you. And that's when it comes to friendship too. like, listen to other situations that you're like, oh, that'll be, ne- that'll never be us. Now it, it could be. So like, you know, it's, it's a mental health. Like you're, if you just want to like take a break from the news or if you want to take a break from other things, it's like also another great podcast. Lightning Do you believe friendship is romantic? Yes or no? Yes. Um, because you kind of have to find that right match, right? You have to find that person that's going to be your person. You use the same sort of criteria that you use for uh, a romantic partner that you're going to have sex with that you would with a friend. Um, is this person honest? Does this person have good character? All of those things. So it's definitely romantic, I think. I absolutely think friendship is romantic. And I will say that I go to often greater lengths with my friends than I will for my poor husband. <laughs> you know, uh, Joss knows if she comes to my house, there's going to be nice food and wine and candles and it will be tidy. And, you know, I want to make a nice impression and, and give my friends a pleasant experience. So um, I work, I work hard at that. And I, I think like um, 
the other day I stopped by our friend's house and and I know where her key is and I washed her floor because she's so busy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. What is your favorite on-screen friendship? Oh, I was telling Kristen, I love Insecure with Issa Rae and Molly. I just... First of all, I love Yvonne Orji. She is divine. And Issa Rae is also divine. So yes, them right now. But I am watching, you were watching sitcoms earlier and you didn't like Friends. We agree. We're twinning. Um, I think you could watch Absolutely Fabulous, which is what I've started watching again. I absolutely will. (laughs) Rack. Kristen. My my favorite on-screen friendship is Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph and Bridesmaids. I mean, for one, it's just so funny. I I love to see how hard Kristen Wiig's character tries to give Maya's uh, bridal experience everything she could possibly want. And she's just so ill-equipped for it. But when the bride really needs somebody, not just a fabulous party, Annie is there for her. And I just, Mm. I loved that scene. I just loved it. I was weeping. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Um, In one word or hyphenate, ladies, what kind of friend are you? We have gotten like trustworthy and we've gotten powdered donuts. So take it away. Reliable. I'll say that. Reliable. Reliable. Yeah. Yeah. And I I would go with, uh, with generous. I think I'm generous with my time when my friends are concerned and and generous with helping whenever I can. What would you like to do better as a friend? Really introverted. And I just enjoy being on my couch watching TV with my dog. Sorry. And Kristen is not introverted. She is extroverted. And she likes to go out and do things. And I just don't want to. So I wish I could be and I'm going to try. I'm trying. I'm trying to like say yes to things more um, because I know I need to make more of an effort when it comes to Kristen. She's a good friend and she All deserves right. it. So Thank you, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I could do better as a friend is, is stop trying to uh, fix or organize people's lives. I'm, I'm definitely that person who wants to... You, you know, if you're venting, I'll be like making a list of actionable items, you know, and maybe that's not what a friend should do. Maybe the, I should learn to listen a little bit more and not try to fix. Our iconic questions. Uh, ladies, what are friends for? Well, I know for me and Chris, for me with Kristen, she is the person who is in my head. So if for something to happen to me and I could not speak, Kristen could speak for me. So I think that's what friends are for. She could, if I have to be in the hospital and she'll know the way I like my pizza, how I take my coffee, like that, in the Mm -hmm. hospital. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, through the feeding too. (laughs) I've got you. Thank you. (laughs) I think um, friends are for, uh, friends are like a, a really soft, lovely sweater. They just comfort you and make you feel happy and wanted. Oh, that is so well described. I love it. You heard it here, folks. Crappy mm-hmm. friends. They are the best crappy friends you could ever listen to. Go check out their podcast, check out their book. And we are just honored to be in your WAF presence today. Thank you for coming on WAF. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was so it much really fun. was. Oh, All right. Thanks, ladies. Thank that you. was Bye. wonderful. Bye. Thank you so much. 
two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fast Nickel Inc. and presented by Hoo Ha Ha. Our co-producer is Anna Daniker. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho, Rose Harwood, and Philip Pisanchin. Head of production is Emily Albright. Digital content director is Susie Cabello. Our digital production assistant is Daniela Aredia Vega. Our podcast artwork is created by Arshwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. And special thanks to Hari Sabitala and Sara Khan. Don't forget to check out the Hoo Ha website to listen to WAF and all things women-led comedy. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening now. This helps our show's visibility and helps us keep making it for you. And find us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and even Twitter at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find links to our exclusive vodcasts, live shows, shop merch, or even text us, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, ah, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now.